All right, very special episode of Trash Talk today. Another episode of Trash Talk. Today I'm joined by Ray and Nathaniel from Medicine Hat. Howdy ho, how is everyone doing? Thank you for having us here. Hello. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Thanks for coming. I'm definitely very stoked to have you guys here. Uh, let's, uh, let's hear what you guys are doing right now. What's going on currently? Well, we are in the midst of a nice little uh, rebrand slash uh, getting ready to release something in... We don't have an exact date, but we can say between December and January. Just uh, being smart and waiting on some things to be done before anything is set on a date basis. But uh, we used to be deadlights, and uh, Ray, what are we? What are we going by now? We are now no hope for the lost. A rebrand, a whole refreshment, a renaming of the band completely. I like that. There's a lot of deadlights out there. There are. There were when we started. Mm. <laughs> and I got a deadlight shirt still. Yeah, it's gonna like be a, awesome to wear. We uh, t- we pulled the whole uh, the switcheroo uh, randomly. Uh, uh, this was a few months back while we, Ray and I were working on the EP. We were talking about like how do we want to like market ourselves with everything that's going on. Like 
the deadlights, um, the main deadlights, I guess, that's currently like the top of mind if you search them up. They've, they've been going pretty hard, so we have to figure out a way to separate ourselves. And I, I did a random just like Google search and just went, okay, so like out of curiosity, what happens if you search up No Hope for the Lost? Like, I know if I search up Deadlights, we're going to get a bunch of Stephen King stuff. We're going to get a bunch of bands. Like, but what happens if we search up No Hope for the Lost? Yeah. Oh, nothing but REP shows up, eh? Hey, there you go. Yeah. So instantaneously, we both just went like, okay. Um, Smarketing. Yeah, exactly. Smart marketing. Smarketing. Smarketing, exactly. <laughs> Smarketing. She trademarked that. <laughs> get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Podcast is over, guys. Trade Baby, smart. go get the gun. <laughs> smart bet. I'm Wait. sorry. I'll see you, Go yeah. get the gun, the contracts, that and the pen. Bad. You have a lawyer on speed dial, right? <laughs> she comes out with it. Alex comes out of the room with a gun that says the lawyer on the side of it. <laughs> yeah, I got a lawyer right here. <laughs> and a pen and a contract. <laughs> oh, uh... My lawyer is very persuasive. <laughs> well, I see you make a very valid point. I think we can make some negotiations outside of court. <laughs> What's your lawyer's name? Gun Esquire. Do <laughs> <laughs> you have any cousins that I might know? Yeah, Gun. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's troubled in the family. He's not a lawyer. He's just gun. <laughs> He's our inside man. He's the hidden flavor in Power Thirst. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Made with lightning, real lightning. Make it run as fast as Kenyans, <laughs> and you'll get deported back to Kenya. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was a lot. Um, there was a lot that kind of led up to us, like, like wanting to like do that. But in general, we, I like that it just kind of fell in our lap. And uh, with that, with the switcheroo, we re-released the No Hope for the Lost EP. As the Deadlights EP. So technically all of our old Deadlights merch still works because now it's exclusively tied to what's now the old shit. Smarketing! Yep. Gun. 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 <laughs> we had gun on our side for that one. Yeah, gun. Good old gun. Good old gun. Praise gun. <laughs> you know, if you, they say if you go far enough left, you get your guns back. Oh, ho, 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 ho. that's true. Yeah, it's very oh, true. Man, I just talk about politics on a podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's one. That's one thing about my podcast is we are not politically geared. Okay. We'll, we'll steer. We'll steer right away back into the center and just keep yeah. things going. Um, the thing with thing. the thing with me in politics and the podcast and being political is that I'm, I, am geared towards like conversation and art and music because yes. that's what I know. Oh yeah. That's what I know very well. Um, politics, I don't. No, that's completely... Um, I'm not educated enough to have an opinion on it and to try and sway people to my opinions. Um, and I don't, I, I don't vote because rich white men have never cared about anything other than being rich white men. So mm -hmm. to, to know that all the politicians are just rich white men... All of our, well, not all the politicians, but our options. Yeah. The options that they give us, it just doesn't float with me. And my, and you know, maybe that's a bad thing to say, you know, is that I just kind of float by. Maybe I should put some effort in because the main reason I 
don't vote is because I've never been personally affected by bad choice by a bad political choice. That's fair. So maybe I, maybe I should go out and vote just because of the simple fact of prosperity in society. You know, because mm-hmm. I'm a very firm believer in being a member of society, and that is definitely a role of a member of society is to vote for politicians to help society. Yeah, and that the only thing I'll say, and this doesn't go left or right, this is just about politics in general, I find um, in a democracy, as much as we may not feel affected by it, or we not, may not feel like our voice really has a core vocal point of the matter, that only becomes true when enough people choose to throw their choice aside and make it... Um, basically a non-option and the, it's exactly and that's i have to do i have to admit that it is yeah. it, it, a bit of it is laziness but no on one should also too. vote blindly anyone who does vote i uh 100 percent believe you should really just do research into what it is you're voting for maybe not the representatives but the policies they represent and how and that's, you reflect yeah, with them that's what i have to and i do have to do that i do have to vote it's it's definitely like i said uh, something that it's a duty of a member, a functioning member of society. Yeah, and know? that's um, across the aisle. Without getting into like ideologies, that's yeah. just a fundamental thing of democracies and why good ones last and why their societies can prosper is when everyone across the board can not only vote on their opinion, but then also live in a society where they're working those together yeah. and pushing forward. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is a music podcast. That's though. right, that's right. Uh... And gun. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing about politicians is their mixtapes are trash. Oh, they are. They are. My buddy asked me today. My buddy Ted, shout out, shout out to Ted. He asked me today when. Hey man, because he, po- he made a post about King Diamond. I'm like, is that one of them fucking face tattoo rappers? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like, when's your mixtape dropping? I'm like, when I go up to the top of a building and let go of it, buddy. <laughs> came back to Facebook and a lot of shit has not changed. <laughs> no, no, it is still the same uh, same old same old on there. I hate Facebook. It is uh, uh it's it's a fan I came back strictly to market the podcast and so far it's been working out yeah. fucking swimmingly. It's a great tool when utilized properly. Anybody that knows me personally pretty much knows that I exist on pa- Facebook just for the sole purpose to like offend people from my <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh. And for music. I am so bad at posting yeah, social music. medias. It's just like, it's just like, uh, just oh shit, that's right. It's been a week. Maybe I should put something up somewhere now. Yeah, and that's just it. Is I try to post, try to post about the podcast at the very minimum twice a week on both platforms on both of my because I use um, mainly Facebook and Instagram. On this subject lately, I find um. Just because personally, like, just because, like, I shitpost and, like, share a lot of, fuck, like, fucked up memes and stuff, um, I find I've been trying to, like, network and share a lot more of my music stuff in, like, Facebook cr- groups, like, geared towards stuff like that, uh, lately, like, uh, um, not exactly, like, No Hope for the Lost related, but, like, uh, I collected a bunch of, like, uh, BC Rich guitars, uh, earlier this year, and I'm working on a different project with it, and I've been, like, posting videos of me playing it in, like, BC Rich, uh, groups, and getting a lot more reach on that, as opposed yeah. to just, like, plastering it on my, uh, personal, personal and Instagram, which, like, has a bunch of, like, 
my Instagram has like a lot of like my family life I find on top of music and then my Facebook is just a godless wasteland exactly. of fucking memes. So I gotta like network into like groups and forums if yeah. like, to like really get like the music that's, thing. That's, that's where that's something I've really learned uh, this year. That's where mm-hmm. I came back. That's where I came to when I came back was I'm I came back. The only pictures I have on my Facebook are the trash talk logos. Yeah. Uh, the only links I have are to my link tree for all the the content I share that I get from the publicists and stuff. Uh, I don't share any of my personal info or my personal opinions. Like it might seem like it's my personal mm-hmm. opinion, but it's all in it's all in the the vein of marketing for trash talk. Yeah. yeah. If people want to hear my personal opinion, they'll message me and we'll have a talk. They'll come on the podcast and we'll shoot the shit. We'll talk some trash. Mm-hmm. You know? If you if I make a post and you come comment on the post and you try and have a you try and have a, a conversation about ideals on a Facebook post, I'm not gonna take you seriously. There's no reason for me to take you seriously. No, send me a DM or give me a call. Like and by DM I mean like not text message, like a normal, well spoken voice message without any like aggression behind it because like the main issue with Facebook communication is no one can tell context. Well, or not any just of that shit. Not just that. I find a lot of people these days are looking for a reason to feel threatened. Oh yeah, definitely. A because lot of people when I cooped up for when I get text messages and when I get anything that comes like that, it, I always take it completely neutral. Mm-hmm. Until somebody tells me there's a problem, I'm not going to think there's a problem. I'm not even going to attempt. To fucking assume people's emotions. It's not my job to assume people's emotions and cater to them. Well, it's like something we were talking about um, that works for marketing. um, Is the idea of like a negative tagline or a negative thumbnail. Like for some reason, especially now, I think it's been... It was true before the pandemic, but it's especially true now because of just everyone having to deal with themselves finally that's the main thing that in some way shape or form people have been isolated with themselves or their families for however long until they got back to work if they were fortunate enough to and now they're hyper not hyper triggered but if they weren't able to process all of that healthily now they're lashing out because they're in this weird processing of everything and they're hyper stimulated by all of this shit which is why i don't know if you've noticed this but i've noticed like before the pandemic, like, it wasn't, like, um, negative thumbnails in the context of, like, trashing shit. It's provocative. Though. Yeah, it was provocative, like, tongue-in-cheek shit. Yeah. But now it's gotten a lot more of, like, direct, like, why these bands sucked. And calling then, out directly. Yeah, and then the videos, ironically, actually just calling out the title and showing the inverse of that. And actually, these bands were really awesome. Sure, they fell off, but yeah. let's look at where they actually are in their careers. It's called, it's called SEO. That's search engine optimization. Yeah, exactly. And, and that, it's a fucking fickle mistress, I tell you what. And it's why, like... Um, it's like propane. No, it is. And that's why, like, I want to talk... Like, uh, There's a lot of stuff that we had a lot of fun doing with doing, like, getting this EP where it is. But, like, when we're getting ready to finally promote it, like... We want to make sure that once we have, like, our principal photography done and our, like, main concept of, like, how are we going to market ourselves? Because it's just us right now. Our goal isn't to fill a lineup. Uh, main mindset is if positions get filled, they'll get filled. And t- until then, we're doing our own fucking yeah. shit the way right. we want to do it. Right now, like, a huge, like, priority of ours is just for Nathaniel and I to just, like, 
work on uh, music together that's a combination of like our ideas and then like um, just getting as much of it like recorded and released as we can like um, yes. playing live so much um, isn't so much as a concern so much as like getting developing a content music, catalog uh, exactly uh, and, and that's so, sorry that's, no that that's like um that's nothing against like other bands that are like actively like uh playing like uh live right now or like uh yeah. full groups or anything we, we just decided right now it's like best that uh we work as like a, a two-piece like uh creating stuff and um all good things kind of come with uh patience and time and growth and uh, we find releasing this music is like the the first step towards that before we start like uh cycling through uh people and um getting a uh, vision compromised yeah. yeah yeah and with that like we want to make sure that what our vision is we properly portray it from the get-go and that's why you'll notice yeah. like a bottle. A Make bunch, a choice and stick with it. Yeah, that's why you'll notice like a lot of our social medias. It's still under deadlights, and that's because when when we you make, change it, it's going to be done. Exactly, like our new EP, like the remaster of the EP is out under the new name on streaming platforms, specifically because long story short, we needed a scapegoat to allow us to properly market the new EP because the way any streaming platform nobody's going to think about any of this shit once shit once once you guys drop the real stuff. No, but that being said. Um, the new EP is available on all streaming platforms. Go check that out on yeah. we'll Spotify, make sure, YouTube. I'll make sure I throw a link in the link tree I'm when gonna I make sure when I throw this way. episode. Google yeah. Play, whatever the... Uh, 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 we do that shit through Distro Kids, so yeah. like, it gets released everywhere. If you guys have your own... Worldwide. Yeah, if you guys have your it's own link too. tree, then I can link tree to your guys' links. We need to um, create our link Can we tree. talk about some of the EP differences for a second compared to the first one? Yes, I we definitely... We talk about whatever... I, you want to talk I want to talk about everything. Man, we've had an interesting year. Like, um, like the EP differences are, I think, a big show of just transformation-wise. But um, the one thing I do want to bring it back to release is just... I think this is good for any band to keep in mind, especially right now. Because I know we are not the only band who's in a situation like this where our focus has to shift, more or less. Like, live gigs are no longer the options. Uh, what our summer was was not what our summer turned out to be. And everything had to adjust just like everyone else's did back at the start of the year. Um, when you are, say, releasing under a new name or releasing a new project in general, have one song in the like back pocket that you can throw up as fodder to get your name prepared. Because the wonderful thing about Spotify, for instance, when you put your music up is you can submit it to uh, playlists and all this before the release to try to maximize its reach. That's the... That's the biggest thing about Spotify is getting your song on playlists. Downside is you do not have an artist profile until you have at least one release under your name because the algorithm and the platform has to create everything from scratch and create something. So until you're... Spotify's fickle. Yeah. So that's why, um, like I said, like this EP's up and you'll notice like we haven't really pushed it a whole lot yet and that's because we want to make sure everything else is prepared and ready so that it can all fluently move in motion. But... Um, we needed to have something set up so that the EP that we are going to talk, like getting ready to bring out for everyone that's brand new, has some legs to stand on and some breathing room to properly get out the pro yeah. the proper way. Because yeah. if this was, say, the first release under the new name, we couldn't do playlists. We couldn't do... Put some of that in your grinder. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, any Thanks, of that, man. we would have to do a lot of legwork that... It's time time wasting stuff that could be spent better on other shit. 
if for lack of a better term. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, a huge change on the remaster is um, a few things. Um, I know sonically we went in and originally we weren't going to remix it. We were just going to re-record a few small things, like let Ray come in as a guitarist and be like, okay, what do you think about this? Since we have to put it out again, is there anything you would change or alter? Maybe not structurally, but like, are there any leads, any harmonies, anything that you want to structurally add? And then, um, yeah, so I was actually like really excited about that. Um, at, at first, I was pretty much like really wanting to just like release the new material and just kind of like keep moving forward. But um, the more it just kind of came to the point of like, <laughs> just having more stuff to release and the possibility of being able to re-record it because uh, Nate and I like live to live together in a studio house <laughs> and um, Nate started remixing uh, everything and it, like uh, it started sounding really good and then I got a few ideas for a few leads in a couple different songs so um, in Remnant I ended up uh, changing up some of the leads, doing uh, two different solos, a couple different lead parts, and uh, then in the second chorus, um, Nate and I switch off on doing like a vocal part, so I actually ended up doing a vocal part on that album. And then uh, just kind of changed up a couple things subtly on the leads in Spiral of Vanity, but then, um, in my opinion, at least on a mixing and mastering standpoint, it's, it's like a night and day um, difference, personally, I would say. I'm absolutely blown away by uh, what Nate ended up doing uh, to it. I'm really, really um, personally happy and excited to show people what the new version of uh, Remnant sounds like, personally. Thick. It, 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 it is really thick. Um, I, I would honestly, the old version was good. Thick boy. Yeah. Like this boy. Oh, just like Tux. <laughs> just like Tux. That's a thick bar. I don't my, think I've ever heard thick as a word my, described in music. My other... <laughs> Chonk. Uh, Chonk. I, I have two favorite Shh. things. Chonk. By the way, speaking of uh, thick-sounding metal, and I just want to like uh, sh um, shout this out because no one's probably heard of these guys. Um, my uh, buddy, Aesop, from um, Alabama... He has a death metal band called Writhing Shadows that just released a new EP last night. Uh, everybody should go check that out on Bandcamp. The link will be say. in the link tree. Fuck yeah. Um, <coughs> another thing that I really like about this re-release, um, aside from uh, the one thing in Remnant that I really liked was the re-recording of the chorus and Ray and I harmonizing screams together on that. Um, the other thing I really liked is um, we got permission from my buddy Matt's to bring a track that I released as a solo track into the Deadlights discography. Um, we just kept listening to it as, um, once Ray had joined us, um, we just kept like talking about, like, okay, so what's our next step? Like, we already have our, our these songs, this EP out. Uh, we want to get a bunch more stuff going. What's our next step? And I was fucking on you about, the, like, we need to, like, put this song in our lives. Head yeah, you were, you were constantly on me. And um, I was slightly intimidated just because, for me, like, that song is... That song was a challenge to sing originally, and I know I can on a regular basis, but just being like, oh, so we're allowed to get a bit more melodic at times here now? Like, we're really just going with the whole, we are doing what the fuck we want. It's about what works, not That's about... That's right. It's not about what you planned. It's about what happens. My favorite thing about this project is that, like, 
we're not a fucking metalcore band. We're not a gent band. We're not a prog band. You could be if like, you wanted. Yeah. yeah. Well, the elements of it probably at times. Who knows where it'll appear. But that's what, it's, that's what unique artistry is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a collection of your influences and how you express the ways they influenced you. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to be take all your influences, throw them in a pot, and try and regurgitate a little bit of all of it at once. No, it's like, make, what do you hear in your head? What? Too many people try and do that. Too many people try and take what they like about something, they throw it in a blender, mix it up, and then they fucking dump that shit out, and then they wonder why it didn't work for them. See, that can work as, like, like riffs and sections in songs. Like, if you want to have, like, a callback, like, call, per se. But if you base your entire identity off that, it's, it's so one-dimensional, and not because you intend for it to be. It's just because you've already set yourself up for that, that viewpoint. And that's why, like, I love the fact that we're Ray and I are with our songwriting and just our building as a band. Like, we can talk to each other daily on ideas and plans. And sometimes it might be music. Sometimes it might be, what are we? How do we want to portray ourselves? Other times it'll be like, so, like, what's this? Like, just random shit that we can throw off each other. And then, honestly, in regards to Prism Lens. Um, the fact that not only that was Ray really persistent on it, but I reached out to Matts, who was the original guy who wrote the instrumental that um, I worked with, and asked him, like, hey, so do we have your permission to do this? We fucking love the song. We started going back over while recording the new EP, and we think it's... Prison it Lent? Yeah. Like through, Prison Wallet? No, like uh, through a... <laughs> ha, funny guy. <laughs> Butt pocket. <laughs> but uh, we it's found it book. really fit with where we're kind of going with the new EP and where we plan to go after that. And I was kind of expecting maybe a, like a shrug or a, I don't know. And I got an instantaneously, dude, I would be fucking honored if that song got to live past an audio recording. And at some point got huh? played live by right? someone. Honored. Love it when they say that. I'm yeah. Honored. That makes me feel so good. Or I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. You know, gratitude goes a long way. Love me some good old gratitude. I like passing. I'm really excited yeah. about it. Like, um, for whenever like uh, we do start live streaming shows or like performing uh, live as a group, uh, we're we're working on how to like uh, how we're gonna go about that right now. But um, on the topic of this song, I'm um, very excited to try to uh, do that justice live or whatever. I definitely feel like it's gonna be a challenge to like uh, get down, but I'm excited to rock out to it in a live uh, context or whatever and uh, learn massive matinee song. Yeah, it's an in- it's a blast. I spent the past day kind of dissecting the intro riff and learning it, and it's it's fun to play. It's a lot of fun to play. <clears throat> Matt's is a wicked songwriter. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, Matt's Elst. Yeah, that's the guy. <laughs> Homie of mine from Germany. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll post a link. Hell yeah. Well, I'll, definitely. Um, send me... You're going to have to send me all this stuff we talk oh, about. Oh, you know too. it. You know it. Speaking you of um, Germany, we actually uh, just got to, in our studio or with our buddy Jordan McKenzie, who goes on Instagram as the Bacon Viper. Um, he got in touch with uh, Clear Tone Pedals um, from Germany, and uh, he got to get his hands on the Oh My Goat preamp distortion, which it is thumps. a really wicked guitar Oh, pedal. God, does yeah. it thump. And uh, he came down to the studio, and uh, we all got to take turns uh, recording different like uh, riffs and songs with it that we wrote and uh, made a huge shootout video. So that'll be on uh, Nate's uh, studio page there soon. And uh, on my Instagram page, there's like a 
preview for it where I'm playing uh, my riffs on it. There's stuff Jordan did, and there's stuff I did, and then uh, Nate engineered it all and like even helped like make some of the settings and stuff. And uh, we had a really fun time with it. It was it was a cool experience. The first time I've done a legitimate gear demo shootout like that, learned a few things. We can definitely there's a few avenues and things we'll have to prepare for next time to make sure that the next gear demo we do is even better. But the results that we got, oh man, I can't wait for that to go out. And I didn't know what we were going to work with. This is what, um, Ray just basically said, hey, my buddy's coming down. We're going to uh, work demo this pedal. And I was like, okay, cool. I work till uh, 5.30, 6.30, whatever. I'll help you guys out if you need it. Other than that, you know, I'll we'll see what's up. And then I get there, come down in my Best Buy uniform, and the amp set up there, cables everywhere, mics on the cab, and they're doing shit. I instantaneously just, hey, guys, so uh, what we doing? And then start looking at the mic, looking at the settings. I'm like, hey, Ray, can I hear that? Like, this, can you just give me a quick run through of Can this? you just show me how wrong you did this so I can fix it real quick? <laughs> no. I mean, I mean, oh, Nate, no, you're not supposed to do that. No, no, no. Not Nathaniel. I didn't know. I didn't touch anything on the amp. I was just like, I would like... This sounds mean. Like I want turn turn it off. I want to hear like what this is doing right now. Like, all right, cool. Then I look at the fifty seven, plugging to his interface. I'm like, oh, but how are we? What are we gonna do for a shot? How are we gonna track everything? How are we? Hi, talks. How are we gonna get it? You know what? You know what? One second here. Unplug channel six of my snake. Nate, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just running the mic into my preamp so that you know we can run it through the mixer and then into the interface and really you know. Get a get it. Yeah, I'm also getting the DI chain set up, and then getting the camera going, the lights. You know, I'm thinking we'll we'll put the maybe the pedal will go here, and doing all this shit. And uh, oh boy, this is this is fun. <laughs> and it was wicked. Um, midway through it, we we're like, oh shit, like we should test how this sounds on extended range in range instruments. And Ray had already finished like quickly making the drums to Jordan's riffs that we tracked. A lot of drum programming that day. Yeah, and then while we're getting everything together, getting some shots, Ray's in the other room quickly recording some rip ideas and programming some drums on the 8th string, just being like, okay, here we go. Yeah. Let's get this going. And it's just like seven hours just whizzed by. Yeah, like, I know how that goes. Doing that was an absolute treat, too, after spending like a huge chunk of the summer um, just tracking stuff. Um, Throughout the summer, like, uh, we tracked the No Hope for the Lost EP, and then uh, with that, I was um, kind of doing the last of my um, stuff I was doing under the moniker of uh, Rare Ben, and now I'm just kind of, like, uh, chilling out as I uh, rebrand that stuff. But uh, between doing that, I was feeling, like, really, really um, just burnt out and uh, tired after. And, you know, just trying to, like, record stuff felt, like, very, uh, and, and writing felt very, like, uninspiring, and even the times when it did, uh, feel inspiring, it almost got, like, depressing at times, and then, like, after doing, like, a gear shootout like that, um, and just doing, like, uh, studio stuff where, like, we're getting, uh, different tones with, like, a new piece of gear, like, and beta testing something, like, from a big name or whatever, that really helped, like, uh, resurge a creative process. That's what really lit a spark, was when we were looking at it, and I asked her, so, like, where's, like, who does this? Is like, oh, uh, Cole, uh, clear tone. I'm like, Cole, like, oh, machine. Man. He's like, what do you mean, what, like, well, they, uh, they, like, uh, work together, because, uh, yeah, no, Carson like, his, is, it's like, a, uh, yeah, but, no, no, he's, like, the affiliate that works within the company. Yeah. Like, um, because... For me, Machine, like, I'm not a huge Lamb of God fan. I, and I say that even as someone who has 
a majority of this their discography, but that's just because they were like always the flavor of the month. You're Machine kinda... does. I I know I know the name Machine. He from did a movie um, soundtrack. Yeah, so. Machine did a Sacrament. Machine also did a whole does a whole shitload of movie stuff. Yeah, like Cole, like he does wicked stuff, and he does a lot of wicked stuff for URM, both uh, paid content with his fast tracks. Um, his studio communication skills is wicked, and just like. Understand that even if you're conducting a business, you're a human being interacting with human beings. Yeah. And just like making sure like you don't lose perspective on what you're trying to do and helping people. But then all this free stuff on YouTube with your I'm like, hey, you guys want to get a good cap sound good like guitar cap sound? Let's do some shootouts. Hey guys, you want to figure out how to get a really big room sound with a PA? Let's have some fun. You want to learn some cool tricks? I'm here. Let's do some shit. And then finding out, oh, we're demoing a pedal that's on from his company company and there's only three of these out right now well this just went from a fun night to a goddamn privilege we're gonna do this as right as we can and, and like um being in like uh having such like a huge background in like extreme metal too is extremely honored because like uh what other bands has Cole's, like uh worked with uh, one of my favorite bands aborted and like uh mm, yeah i love aborted except for that new track that they did with jamie jasta is a fucking wreck man <laughs> oh no 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 that was that's not aborted um, that's Benighted that did the song with Jamie Jassa, which is actually really sad because the rest of the album fucking slats. But Benighted like, fucks. I man. will ag- I, I will agree with that though. <laughs> I don't know what the like like Jamie Jassa is sick, but I don't know what Jamie Jassa or Benighted like were thinking with that track. Just one of those ones you guys still don't love them both. With. It was like, oh no, baby, what is he doing? <laughs> with that? Like, yeah, it's dirt know. on the shirt for yeah. sure. There, it's like the modern day version of that one time six feet under and like Ice T went in on a track and like, you know, on paper it sounds dope, but in reality you ended up getting blah! Like, oh. I forgot about that. Thanks for giving me back horrible Chris memories. Chris Barnes. Chris Barnes, man. <laughs> um, wow. I'm Torture gonna... Killer was okay. Like, heard... multiple counts of murder. I, I, I will say like I, I oh my god yeah I couldn't believe that and then I wouldn't check out a bass playthrough did of he one record of the new his vocals on like a Samsung Galaxy 4 no 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 no, no it was a Nokia it was a Nokia, a Nokia 5510 yeah that he fucking pulled out of the river outside no, his it, house. No, no, it was, a, it was Nokia. It was one of those Edge razors from like 2005. He was trying to be edgy. And he, he, what he did was he recorded it on his voicemail multiple times. Yeah. And then he took the sound clip off of his voicemail on one of those cheap Windows recording microphones that you get with oh, back in the day with the old webcams. Because it's all he has. Because he spends all his money on really shitty weed. And he smoked bong resin all day because he's a fucking banana. Dude, I remember when I was... Chris Barnes, you're like a fucking right banana, dude. Water in this quickly. Oh, you man. put water in whatever you need to, right? There's Fuck. some Pepsi in the fridge of your That own. reminds me of this grotesque time when I was like 19, really fucking hurting for weed, just like broke in between checks. And I looked at my bong and, and I was like... And you rezzed it up. Oh, dude, put it through a coffee filter and everything. I've smoked bong res more times than I like to count. Never again. I take it right out of the bowl and melt it right back into yep. the bowl. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right from the bottom back into you know, the top. I think it's that's, recycling. I think that's something everyone's done. And then after everyone's done it for a week to get by, they're like, never a fucking again. Nate, Nate Trash is the yuckiest duck. Yeah, and it's just like, which bowl's the clean Well, because I smoke yachts. I, I haven't done oh, that in forever God. because that would that would be murder. you got to stop. I know that. I do. <laughs> Believe me, I know. Believe me, it, is, it is harder than you think. 
Nathaniel, I kicked crack in meth. I know, I know, I know, I know I'm preaching to, like, someone who's done way better than I with way worse shit. Believe me, I'm I know. Just, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm just joking. I'm not trying to virtue no, signal. <laughs> um, it's hard to quit anything. Shout out to anybody who's ever fucking quit anything and stuck with it. Like, oh, hell yeah. That's not simple. It's not easy. I will say, at least I've stopped smoking them. Like, smoking the smokes. I'm not smoking them as, like... At least you don't feather your hair anymore and wear scarves. <laughs> oh, let's not talk about the IOD days. Those were, those were, those were harsh. Those were um, peculiar times. Nate was figuring out what was going on. He's like, I can play guitar and I can drum and I'm eh at vocals, but you know... What? <laughs> hey, Remember that hey, time? Remember hey, we stood out. <laughs> we fucking that? stood out, though. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time you... Like dressed like the nineties, oh. for just for years. Yeah, <laughs> pictures of you like literally walking out of the Matrix in fucking two thousand ten. Like dude, what the fuck is I, this? I, dude, I I, I was like born in the I was born in ninety two. When the ninety nine happened, like, and never stopped. Are we talking stopped. about like ten years ago when Nate used to LARP as JP from Yes, Boy? yes. <laughs> I'm talking about when Nathaniel. I'm talking about when Nathaniel literally wore fake Oakleys <laughs> and leather and leather trench coats. I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> okay, my my jock phase was a bad dark time for everyone, myself included. I'm literally talking about when he wore matching fake Oakleys and, like, leather fucking leather sport coats, unironically. Oh, yeah. Totally, oh. With it, totally with the intent to try and slay some vagina. Oh, and nothing ever happened. <laughs> oh, man. No, no, guys. It, it don't work. It doesn't work. And um, the only way that's okay. to, and the coats were to warm. Be com- to, to be completely the coat fair, was warm. T- ten, 10 years ago, I had not only a neck beard, but then like mutton chops after that. So like the only like, way to truly impress women is to get a face tattoo and lose some teeth. I thought you were gonna go somewhere completely <laughs> else. That, that is one, that is so one thing. That, yeah, yeah, I can't take. That or drop a fire mumble rap mixtape. Okay, that's definitely or, where I thought we were going. Or become a sick video game YouTuber. Hey, hey man. I'm an influencer. <laughs> Leave me alone. Bro, you can't even influence yourself. <laughs> sure I can. I'm influencing myself right now. It's a bad influence, but it's an influence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, Medicine Hat's pretty fucking lame. I mean, it's what you make it. I'm not going to lie... I've, I'm definitely in a situation. I mean, like, all, like, personal, like, things, like, aside, I, I love Medicine Hat. Honestly. It's nice and quiet. It is nice and quiet, and it's fucking chill, and, this like, living with Nate fresh. is fucking awesome, mm-hmm. and, like, uh, like, uh, I grew up with a lot of people there, and, like, it's, it's fucking awesome, and it's just kind of always been home, so, like, it's always a good place to chill. Like, yeah. I like how... I like how you can go at the skate park, you can ride the new section and ride into the old section... And you can see, like, the old concrete quarter pipes and stuff. Mm -hmm. And my mom and stepdad live in Medicine Hat and uh, grow some magnificent fucking weed. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Mama Trash, who's probably holding on to her butter pen right now, having a rip. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Fucking awesome. Um, 
everywhere just like tends to feel bland because of this like the pandemic I feel and like just never want to go outside. The blandemic? So yeah. yeah. The blandemic so it's easy to just fucking like hate on the fucking place you're in and stuff. Feel bad. That's true and you know you know you're you're right man. It's the gr- the grass is greener where you water it. Yeah. I feel I feel bad for everyone who's just had a shit like a shit time throughout the pandemic. And I'm not saying you're supposed to have a fucking great time during the pandemic either. That's not what I mean. But those that have definitely like just had it rough for yeah, one way, shape or form, because um, I feel like I was mentally prepared for this long ago. I, I've not changed my routines. I've not changed my habits. If anything, I've just gone even harder on the shit I was inspired about because I was awarded more time and more, convenience to be able to do so and less less peer pressure to go and attend and support in a physical way what uh, that and i'll be honest less mental stress on the idea that i would be sacrificing being able to pay my fucking bills by trying to educate myself further in the things that i want to eventually maintain paying my bills with Nice. That that idea, like, I'm glad I'm back at work now because I'm at a point where I enjoy that. It's basically my workout now where I go to work, like, work a conventional job uh, a few times a week. But the time before that, it was really nice to not have to worry about having to go do that to be able to eat and make sure that there was a roof above my head so that I could continue to sit in my studio, take notes, write with the band, record with the band, and prepare for whenever this fucking ends. Because... The moment uh, shit happened, like, um, very weird thing to kind of contrive with it, but before, right before the fucking pandemic happened, Kobe Bryant died. And for me, as a former basketball player... I don't think he died. I think he was... I think he he only paid his way for him and his daughter into the secret space society. And uh, <laughs> they had to fake his death. Like, the rash of deaths in 2017, I think all those people were drafted into the secret space society. That's oh, fair. Well, then he was eradicated from the mythos. Okay, let's not get into conspiracies, yeah. though. You were a basketball <laughs> yeah. player. Yeah, so for me, like, growing up, Kobe was the guy, like, yeah, sure, LeBron is awesome. And he was building up, but Kobe was... That guy everyone aspired to be because he was the definition of hustle, drive, work ethic, first one in the gym, last one out, I don't you know. do what you fucking love. Larry Aspi- Bird was pretty dope. Okay, okay, Larry Bird was from like <laughs> two generations prior though. Fuck! Like, I'm sorry, your dad loved Larry Bird and your dad hated LeBron. Oh, like, if, like, if like we were talking like generational gaps, like Larry Bird was awesome. He was my coach's favorite player. Oh, dad. But uh, yeah, I know it was sad too. Actually, do you have a regular USB charger, like micro USB uh, charger? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need to suck for that. Well, no, I, I mean, I do want to charge it. Yeah, I'll charge oh, it up okay. for you guys. <laughs> yeah. so you got Thank it you. For I guess you need to, I guess you but, need um, to charge your uh, jewel. Yeah, your, but, uh, your, your, your but small, the reason it hits your, so hard is fat, I'm also your, a wrestling fan, and I was getting ready to watch what was the last pay per view with a live crowd, and that in retrospect is extremely sombering to think about that right before this all went down at one of the last mass gatherings of entertainment and it was the same after because there was nothing but memoriams for Kobe after it was reflecting on uh, someone who regardless of controversial things that may or may not have happened but just looking at what he did for his community and what he did for the NBA as a player and to inspire generations of 
people to have something to work towards, similar to how us as musicians now invest so much in our art as our passion and our drive. Um, yeah. That really made me reflect and go, okay, what are the things I fundamentally care about and want to do? Am I good with what I'm doing right now? And do I want to stay the course? Or is this, like, and whether that's like band or like how I'm assessing how I do what I do. And it kind of made me double down on everything and just be like, no, I am 100% with where I'm going, regardless of what possible hardships and tribulations that may occur. Quite frankly, I'd rather deal those at this beginning phase of everything rather than later on down the line. As Gary Vee would say, if you're under 30, you still have only lived a quarter of your life. You have so much more you can fucking do. And if you maintain Gar- your shit. Gary Vee also said that thinking that people live to 120 years No, old. but the, the mindset <laughs> of it. My fucking grandparents are in their 80s and they look like they're in their 60s. I get I'm not the healthiest motherfucker, but let's look at everyone's favorite modern metal band, Lamb of God. Hey. Didn't fucking hit hey. it. Speak for yourself, okay? Trapped is the fucking best. You know what? He's headstrong to All take right. on anyone, except All for right. the Twitter comment section. There, I'm he's proud. just going to fold like a bitch. I'm proud of them, boys. But um, let's look at them. Like, as a band, they didn't get any... Like, they didn't start hitting their main swing until they were all in their early to mid-30s. Who, Trapped? Both of them. I mean, <laughs> I think Trapped just kind of... I think what Trapped... Chris Brown... Is his name Chris Brown? Because if that's Chris, the case, hey, Chris, Chris Taylor Brown. Okay, they both beat women, do they not? I was just going to relate them. So, do, like, do they like get together and give notes to each other on how to piss each other, <laughs> piss people off? Here. I don't know, man. Seems like they'll take on anyone. Oh, but, uh, oh. but back to the point. Not just kidding, because people. That um, if we look at let's look at Lamb of God sometimes. in the mid two thousands, uh, even before up. that when they were burning the priest and then Dr. building Dre. up. Jeffree Star. Yeah, no, you, there's a shit ton more, but this is just like I guess the most well-known common denominator, and that's why I'll use them as an example. And the fact is, pre-pandemic, even with everything with Adler leaving and everything going on, they were still arguably one of the largest acts out there, regardless of like whether I like them or others in the room like them. Regardless of Randy Bly's dirty dreadlocks and addiction to black and white photography. Yeah, yeah, they are still. Hell, their fucking live stream, like quarantine live stream set, still appears on my feed once in a while, and the view count quadruples whenever it... I didn't even see that. I just, I thought it was really cool that a few bands are actually, like, figuring out how to still do shit like that. What I've found is a lot of these professionals who are doing live streams, they sound fucking horrifying. Oh, man, that's you. I've seen a few fucking They're not that good. A lot of these bands that are paid... To professionally be entertainers or musicians are not that entertaining professionally. A lot of sitting here. A lot rely on the stage show. On a side note, when when I'm sitting here focused watching them, it's like, wow, no wonder I was so fucked up at these shows. Man, (laughs) Lamb of God's seriously the only band though to have a singer to like LARP as somebody that goes to Burning Man and still have all of Pantera's fucking fan base. Right. Boom. Right. Mic drop. He had his. He released his own line of vape juice. Yep, I remember. 
He I, he I, lived in New imagine York. Imagine fucking killing someone and being like, "Fuck." In my defense, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't bring them up to go on a time. No, raid. no. Imagine kill, imagine killing a guy. Indeed, <laughs> Justin. It took him a moment to realize what I just said. Imagine killing a guy in fucking Czechoslovakia, almost ending up in a gulag, and then <laughs> living fucking gulag, and then living in New York, and then living in New York with dreadlocks and unironically trying to sell your black and white photography. Hey, like, I mean, if we talk about in, my stupid unironic moments, Like, so. he's an East Village, he's an East Village art bum, photographer, vape juice seller, death metal vocalist. You know what that spells? You take the first letter of all those words, and it spells hipster. <laughs> Not really, but yeah, I mean, I mean, he might be the king of the hipsters. He's the king of something, man. He's the king of the metal definitely hipsters. Not, <laughs> no, def- I don't... Uh, de- definitely didn't like. Randy Blythe is what happens when you give a Pantera fan too much LSD. Right? Oh God! Yeah, right? yeah. Fuck I, there are definitely other bands that are like. I feel so bad. Up. I actually love Randy Blythe so much, and we're just roasting him so hard. Well, I think I think like as much as I'm not a huge fan of their music because unfortunately, Kimmel's went a lot to a of... fucking gulag. He yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and like for me, like I think if it wasn't. The he fact- almost ended up in a labor camp. Like, oh, literally. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> oh! He would have deserved it, fucking black and white photographer ass. <laughs> Vape juice bitch. <laughs> Anywho, on this topic of live stream performers, I will say, Audio Tree never fucking fails. Every artist that goes through Audio Tree's YouTube channel and studio for a live <clears throat> performance set... Yeah, mint. that's true. Fucking mint. Um, Instead of black and white, they do like shows with like red lights and no fucking. Dude, I, I highly advise oh. anyone who is feeling cooped up and feels like they just need to unwind, go search up "Let Live Live at Audio Tree." Holy fuck! Like, who cares what's in your room? I'm not shouting out "Let Live" on my. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> and if you want to break your whole entire fucking room, go on Audio Tree and watch Cult Leader or Vane's live stream. Su- or, oh, those are both dude, really good Suicide Silence is Suicide Silence did a fucking Audio Tree with Mitch Lucker. Yep. And it was fucking dope. Um, That's how I ended up hearing about Audio I Tree. I really dug the Devil Wars Prada one that they did right before, uh, about this time last year that dropped. That was a really nice one. Any, any good studio live video that Cult Leader does is... Outstanding. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie. Hanson's a fucking terrifying drummer. Okay, so since we're like, this is like a good story for a podcast. But uh, speaking of cult leader, one time I went to Vancouver to go see them live, and um, they like they uh, anybody that knows like Casey from Cult Leader and Gaza knows that he t- hits his drums like terrifyingly fucking. Hard. Oh yeah. And um, so, anyways. Yeah, I'm, I'm having. Oh, oh, I got this packed here. Uh, uh, one quick second. A quick second. I think a second is going to be a second, no matter. Yeah, which way no matter how it. long you go at it. I'm going to do this second really quick. Also, that was more than a second. Yeah, that was like oh. ten seconds. <laughs> I mean, even if you counted three, four, it was like ten seconds. Get her, baby. You tell her. Right. Sometimes it's like five, four. I'm not going to lie. Like, right, so like anyways, I'm watching Cult Leader, but play. it has to like jive properly within three, four. So I'm watching Cult Leader play, and uh, Casey starts up off like this. One song that starts off, it's like this huge fucking uh, drum solo uh, part, and like. He's just hitting the drum over there, like, should all of a sudden the bass drum cuts out and he starts like being like, "What the fuck?" And like, I'm just kind of like watching, being like, "What? Oh, like his, his like he like fucked up the chain on his pedal or something." 
And then he posts on his Instagram right after the show that he had broken his floorboard of his like right foot pedal cleanly in half from the middle like that. Game Sweet. over. Like the metal floorboard. So this dude is such a fucking madman. He like stomped his fucking floorboard from his kick pedal in half. I've never fucking seen something like that. That's... And basically I'm terrified of Casey Hansen. Yeah. That's rad. That's rad. Before I, I, love just, I want to talk about something that uh, I really liked about the EP. But before that, <laughs> um, on the topic of Audio Tree, that's... End goals. Um, I don't know if you and I really talked about... Yeah, we did briefly, but how I want to do, like, live stream shows at I want to do a Tiny Desk concert. Dude, just those as, are fucking tight. Just, just as Tiny me. Desk is cool. Dude, I want to go to I want to go to NPR and interview everybody at NPR as a Tiny Desk concert. Did Hobo Johnson ever end up actually getting on, like, NPR? I don't know. Fucking Hobo Johnson. Remember when, like... Hobo Everybody Johnson tried swearing to God that he was like the best shit ever. And Hobo like, Johnson yeah. is what happens when a rich frat boy uh, who's been homeschooled gets broken up with for the first time. Yeah. That's what happens. He ends up taking a whole shitload of fucking antidepressants and antipsychotics and his life spirals out of control just because he didn't know how to get over a breakup and his parents just ignored him. No. I'm going to take you to the doctor. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Gonna take it instead of sitting you down and explaining, you know, breakups are gonna happen. You know, it's a, you're young, you get over it. We'll go have some. We'll go do something together. Dad takes you fishing. First breakup kind of stuff. Yeah, we're gonna take you to the doctor. You need to shut up. Oh, <laughs> Suburban rich parent stuff. You, the the your nanny takes you to the doctor because your parents are out working internationally. Oh <laughs> shit! You you have birthdays with your parents over a conference call type shit. He's that kind of guy. Hobo Johnson. It's ironic because he's a rich guy. <laughs> I don't know if he actually is. I'm Maybe if he started all... ghosting his therapist and fucking like. I'm making all this up. I'm <laughs> avoiding, his pro- avoiding his problems like a fucking adult. He'd actually write some good music instead of like writing about his fucking problems. Yeah. <laughs> what oh, kind fuck. of musician writes about their problems? That exactly. Kind of we just wrote an EP about Final Fantasy X. And Final Fantasy. Else. And Final Fantasy X sounds like a sexy lumberjack Dude, it was, porn. It was the original Final Fantasy release for the PS2. And it was My life has been an essential crisis since COVID. And I'm like, fuck it. We're going to make stuff about video games. Flannel Fantasy XII. Oh, sexiest Fantasy lumberjack porn, porn ever. I hated twelve. Oh, I mean, it wasn't bad. But it was uh, I remember when Final Fantasy was fucking 16-bit turn-based, man. Oh, yeah. It was still turn-based in 10. Shut up, man. I'm not trying to talk. <laughs> I remember when video games Fucking talk down to me on my <laughs> own podcast. <laughs> you Hijack. This is an Ash of the Nate trash cat. Oh, you fucking... This is the concrete wasteland incognito. See, you're fucking confused on even which Nate you are. <laughs> uh, I'm Nate Lamp, duh. <laughs> you fucking ponytail banana. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I got more of it back after that kerfuckle that was a haircut in March. The God. Fucking God. <laughs> Actually, oh fuck, Esquire. You brought up the fucking EP briefly again. I really dug um, the fact that we used real lamps. That was yes. fucking awesome. Um, our buddy uh, Brennan Letch from Raising the Ruins. Did you um, use lent us his fifty one fifty amp head and? Did you use cabinet. like the desk clamp ones, the lamps with the desk clamp on them? No, no, no. We used the, the real one. The ones that you can 
No, we just like, we just like uh, mic'd it with like a mic stand or whatever. Like, oh, we yeah. used multiple mics to uh, reamp with that amp rig, and it ended up sounding amazing. Clamps. We did a blend of that in this uh, Line Six Helix Stomp rig that I got with a couple of different uh, overdrives I use in the effects chain and stuff. Worked really hard in that tone oh, all year. Used a blend of that in the Fifty One Fifty for the album tone, and then ended up sounding fucking and, really good. And right before we started tracking, I took um, guitar um, production course. And the first half of it was on setups and shit. So then for a solid three months, it just turned into the guy was like, hey, so do you need, are you getting your, getting your strings anytime soon? You should drop your guitar off. I'll have it ready for you tomorrow. I think I did all my guitars, Mason's guitar, uh, Ray's bass, Ray's agile right before recording. Yes, you've been setting up my guitars ever since we've been doing this, and I've been very happy with yeah, them. Yeah, I get this. I get to set up Swan's Franken guitar when he's finally done and got all the parts for that, and that's going to be a... It's gonna be a jolly good time. I want to find. A, I need to find a Telecaster, like a, I tell you, it would suit you, like a pastel colored Telecaster, and, and throw some heavy gauge strings on it and play the nastiest grindcore. Oh God, that's my. That's I don't make get sure you get. You make sure you get a Tele with a nice scale length on the neck, so that it can handle that girthy string. Oh, I'll get a Tele with scales, all right. Oh, you better. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less on the fretboard. Fish scales. Oh yeah. Yeah. Smelly fish scales. <laughs> Fuck. I'm too stoned for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Nate has outsmoked himself. All right, let's bring this right full back around. Future plans. Uh, future plans. So we are um, waiting to hear back on principal photography. We're waiting to get our um, album art done. Our EP is titled The Pilgrimage. And um, we're going to be releasing that in uh, either December or January. Uh Date TBA, but if you follow us on Facebook at uh, Deadlights for now, or just go find us on Spotify and streaming platforms, there's no hope for the lost, and that'll probably make it a lot easier. Check out the remaster. And uh, Ray and I have also been talking about what we want to do for a music video and which song we want to do a video for, and just how we're going to orchestrate that, because uh, it is just the two of us, which uh, some would, I think, view that as limiting, but I think, um, honestly, it awards us quite a few options into how we can go about doing things because Ray and I have a lot of experience in different forms of video editing and in filming in general as well as our music backgrounds so between what Ray really knows in After Effects and um, what I have at my disposal for cameras and just our ability to figure out shots it's really just a matter of being like okay <coughs> how are we going to execute it and doing that and then basically once we have that artwork and photography expect a huge blow up of um stuff on all of our social medias with um even more info um am i missing anything i think i got everything uh yeah that's pretty much been full speed ahead with everything that uh nate just said beautiful and it's going to be a fun time i'm very excited to show everybody everything love it it's gonna be excellent fucking stoked well from the treasure trove that is my home this has been another episode of Trash Talk. Thanks for having us on. Thanks. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.
Thank <laughs> you.